good to have the Poo family with us this morning. I, I looked at the face. I'm failing, boy. He said, you don't know me. And I said, well, I've seen the face. I can't. It's my neighbor's son. Hey, amen. So I'm going away, I guess. I talked to a fella yesterday, 20 minutes. I still don't know who he is. He called me by name, told me some things we done. I still ain't got it. But I'm uh, I'll probably all right. I woke up sometime last night, and I thought, Lord, I, I don't know who that man was. Turn over to the book of Isaiah. Book of Isaiah 59. Well, God's been good to us. I ain't no internet preacher, so y'all just stick with me. Got two or three Bibles here. Johnson's mind been everywhere this morning, ain't it? Uh, he, uh, he, he was everywhere. Hey, man, I ain't, I ain't talking about your brother. Mine is too. The message that we uh, preached probably two or three Wednesday nights ago, and I, I can't get it off my mind. The message God laid on my heart is no intercessor. No intercessor. And then, as Larry read this morning, am I getting out this morning? I feel like I'm shut down. As Larry read there in Romans 10, I turned in and it said, for I bear thee record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Yes, and then I dropped to the third verse, and he said, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness. And I thought, My Lord and my God, Today, they hit right into where we're at as they're writing new books and calling them Bibles. And as they're trying to take little boys and little girls and tell them they don't know what they are. You don't know if you're a boy or a girl. And even the ignorance of, I've heard of schools, how they done it in Washington State and how they brought out Sandboxes for the for the for the kids. Hey, bless God, I ain't a dog, I ain't a cat. I'm a child of God, Amen. and I'm gonna tell you, we've let the ignorance slip into America. I spent three, I guess, three months, I don't know, three or four months in Canada, 
when I got out of school. And somebody said, Larry, I believe that everything goes. And you can go into a church where the word of God is not being preached and there won't be no problems. There won't be no kickbacks and everything will be all right. But if you preach the word of God, there's differences. I mean, they ain't satisfied with the carpet. They ain't satisfied with the paint on the wall. They don't like the preacher. They don't like the shouting. It's too quiet. Take too much time. Amen. They don't, nothing suits them. And I'm going to tell you why we're upset today. It's because we ain't rival God. I'm going to tell you why division comes into our home and mom and daddy separates. Bless God, we ain't rival God. I'm going to tell you why our children, hello, Bill Duncan. I'm going to tell you why our children are despising us today and rebelling against us today. There's a standard at my house. Amen. There's a standard in the Word of God. Mine didn't come. Mine come before Internet. God saved me in 1968, and there wasn't no cell phones. Hey, there wasn't no Internet. God gave me the Word and called me to preach. Amen, and that's what we're going to stick with today. And when we go in to the book of Isaiah, I'm going to read several verses before we preach. Amen, just going to try to keep my mouth shut and read the Word of God. But I want us to look at America today. There's no standard in America. Everything is all right. We're hidden here and we're hidden yonder. And the Bible said, they give us the reason why there's no intercessor. Because, and I thought, Todd and I went and prayed with some people uh, this week. It was like 1.30 Friday, Saturday morning before we got back home. And nothing happened. And you pray and you pray. But it's because people don't want to get rid of sin. Larry said he loved the world 600. I have said many Sunday on the bench and beer and the the cooler sweating run down under a cement. Bleacher in your britches. We had sicker than a dog on Monday morning. Go lie and say I had a good time. I don't even know who won the race. Amen. I'm glad God saved me from that job. I'm glad God bought me and gave me a standard. The book's alive. I'm going to tell you, glory to God, Shannon, he's the best thing ever happened to me. I'd be burning in hell today. But Jesus passed by. Glory to God. I'm going to tell you, America is ignorant today. Amen. We blame Biden, but it's because the church backed down. It's because the church ain't standing where God wants us to stand. 59th chapter. I may have to read out of three Bibles before I quit. But the 59th chapter of Isaiah. I want you to listen carefully. Listen to every word. I'm going to read one through 16. And I want you to listen to every word that is saying. 
This is Israel. And if we just read in the 10th chapter of Romans how Israel has tried to change the word, how they're ignorant and how they have no knowledge. I'm going to tell you why. There's no peace in Israel because it's God's country. I'm going to tell you why America and Mount Vernon Church has persecution and we're talked about. Amen. Because we have a standard. We are God's people. We are God's children. We are trying to go by the word of God. 59th chapter of Isaiah. And he said, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save. I'm going to try to preach this. I'm just going to read. Neither his ear heavy that he cannot hear. Second verse. But he said, But your iniquities, your sins, have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear, that he will not hear. John 9 says plainly, John 9 said that the Lord don't hear sinners' prayer except what he's saying, except a prayer of repentance. And a sinner thinks he can go pray for his child and get a prayer through and he ain't right with God. The Bible said he don't hear him. That's the word of God. And he said, For your sins has hid his face from you that he will not hear. He said, For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue hath muttered perverseness your tongue hath muttered perverseness neighbors can I tell you our churches I'm not going to preach I'm going to go on perverseness none listen the fourth verse none calleth for justice nor any pleadeth for truth why have we got I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican but why have we got the president we got today? Because the people didn't want, and I say Trump had problems, but people didn't want, want to hear about God. People didn't want to hear about making America great. People didn't want to hear coming back to the old standard. We wanted to do as a whole what we wanted to do. None calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity. They speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. Neighbor, our political government is corrupt today. Amen. They're speaking vanities. They're promising us everything, and we're getting nothing. They're bringing in the foreign countries 
that's taking over the place that God gave America. They've done the same thing in Israel. And when sin comes in, we fall as a nation. Because of sin, God hides his face. They hatch cockatrite eggs and weave the spider's web. He that eateth of their eggs dieth, and that which is crushed breaketh out into a viper. Their webs shall not become garments, neither shall they cover their cells with their works. Their works are works of iniquity, and the act of violence is in their hands. It's not going to cover them. Only they're going to be brought out in the open. Their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. I thought about today. Oh, my Lord and my God. We can go to a, a buffet bar and our kids will throw more in the trash can than they eat. Honey, today we're wasting and destruction. We're wasting the Word of God. We're taking a page out of God's Word. We're married and given in marriage. We're not loving like we need to love. The way of peace, they know not. Neighbor, listen to this. The way of peace, they know not. I'd like to tell you something. In some of my hardest trials, in some of my uh, sicknesses, and I thought when I had a massive heart attack, the peace of God was there with me. When I had cancer removed, from my throat, though not one ounce of fear. I went out praising God. Went out when they put me to sleep. Praising God. I'm going to tell you something. In your troubles, in your trials, in your tribulations, if you arrive with God, well, there's peace, honey. I'm going to tell you nothing can overtake you and take the peace of God away from you. If you listen to what God has to say, the way of peace, the eighth verse, the way of peace, they know not. They're wasting. It's destruction in their path. They're out to tear down. They're out to kill the testimony of the child of God. Honey, there's evil spirits like we've never seen uh, before. I've seen it this this week. I seen a child come out of a center. I seen another and try to make mockery of talking in tongues. I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, today I can take you uh, to a preacher's children where I know three of the boys made fun of the word of God. They sit in the house of God. And I believe I done a couple of them funeral myself. I believe they got right, but you make fun of the people of God, the shouts of God, the victory of God, the preacher of God. Honey, it'll be an early grave. We don't fool around with the word of God. There's a standard on it. And God said he would hide it, his face 
from us because of sin. And he said, our iniquities have separated us from the love of God. And the Bible said that we have changed. We have changed in Galatians, the word of God. The word of God is powerful. Memorial Day means nothing without the power and the peace of Almighty God. The freedom that God gave America. Honey, we have wasted it. We've took it with the church house that God gave us to worship. Honey, and we've brought it. Everything. We've made light of it. We've let women stand behind the pulpit. Preach it, Bill. Amen. We have let gays come out laying with another man and stand in the pulpit. And then it busts up churches. The true word of God separates sin and right. It separates light and day. Glory be unto God. I see why Israel is still in trouble. It's God's people. Amen. And there's a few still hanging on. I don't want to live in perfect peace here. This ain't my home. I want to fight the battle. I read in Job where the pleasure of the wicked is short. The pleasure of the wicked don't last long. But glory to God, the pleasure of the children of God. Cancer ain't going home with them. Says cancer ain't going home with us. The telephone, we ain't going to be getting. Bad calls. Amen. It's going to be good news. Amen. The throne of God, the river of life, throwing out from under the throne of God. Twelve manner of fruit on every side, each side of the river, and the leaves for the healing of the nation. And the Lord Jesus Christ reigneth forever. He's going to be of the light of the day. We don't need other son or the doctor or social security. Amen. We've got a Jesus. Peace is coming. Church, hang on. It's ain't Baptist doctrine, but hang on. Hold on to what God has got for us. And he said, the way of peace, they know not, and there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. America has made crooked paths in my lifetime. 55 years as a Christian, I've watched America. I've watched the American church. I've watched our White House go to pot. I've watched our government system go to pot. I've watched them make laws and rules. Glory to God. And there ain't nothing going to work till we come back to the Word of God. I've watched some great men of God go off to school, get an education, and lose the power of Almighty God. Amen. And he said, the way of peace. They have not known. There's no judgment. And they're going, and they made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. That if you go in a crooked path, you won't know peace. Therefore is judgment far from us. Neither doth justice overtake us. We wait for light, 
but behold obscurity or dimness. For brightness, but we walk in darkness. We grope for the wall. Listen to this 10th verse. If America ain't staggering today, I don't know what I'm talking about. I remember many times we had like seven or eight steps coming in to our old house. It's burnt now. But I remember trying to come up those steps and hanging on the wall, and I was drunk with the alcohol of sin. And I thought about today, the church is not established. The church, I know me and Andy Brannick got old, and we staggered a little bit. But I'm going to tell you, the church today is staggering from here and staggering from there. We're not rooted and grounded in the Word of God. We let little things come up in our life that stops us from coming to the house of God. We let corona pass by and run us into the hole. We let corona move us out of the seed that God gave us. We've let heart attacks, we've let cancer, we've let what somebody said, we've let what somebody thinks. Stop us, stop us from being wholehearted for God. We've not walked where God wants us to walk. We've not held, held on to what God wants us to hold on to. And he said, we grope for the wall like the blind. And we grope as if we had no eyes. And he said, we slumber at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. Mm -hmm. The Sabbath day means nothing no more. The Bible said, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. The world 600, if they want to get in God's will, they race on Saturday or Monday. Yep. Bless the Lord. Amen. And God help a true born-again child of God that would rather go to the world 600 than to church on Sunday. Hello, preach it, Bill. I had a deacon here. He used to get mad at me all the time. He got to go down the country one time a year deer hunting, but he had to leave on Sunday. You can't hunt on Sunday. Go Monday. What what has separated us? Our sins. Our iniquities. Why is America gas? Why is America gas? Three dollars a gallon. When God gave it to us one time for a quarter, I bought gas for twelve cents. Uh, our iniquities have separated. I won't get this exactly right, but there's about three point some liters in a gallon. Gas got so high in Israel, this was 95, 
that was nearly three dollars a liter. So that'd be three six nine better dollars per gallon for gas. Why? Because iniquity and their sins separate them from God. Amen. Why is there every nation around, every nation around after Israel to break them down? Sarah says we're going to kill them. We're going to wipe them out. Nuclear bombs. Lebanon don't like them. On every side. Why? They're God's people. Amen. We're looking for revival. I'm looking for revival to break out in Israel. Yeah. Amen. And souls be saved. Yeah. <coughs> we have seen revival in America. We've seen baptizing after baptizing. We've seen the church full and seen the church go away. I've seen the shatters and I've watched them leave. I've watched them serve the real God and then I've watched them serve the dollar God, the counterfeit. And he said, we roar like bears and we mourn like, so like the doves. We look for judgment, but there is none. But there is none for salvation, but it is far off from us. Used to give an invitation, somebody had come. It's been a while in church since I've seen anybody saved. One now and then in prison, one now and then in jail. But it's been a while. For our transgressions, the twelfth verse, for our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. As for our iniquities, we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord, and departing away from our God. They'll tell you today, you can't depart from God. Read the word of God. The Bible said, he that endured to the end, the same shall be saved. We've got to finish this race. We've got to finish it. In transgressing and lying against the Lord, in departing away from our God, speaking oppression. I thought about Half of our testimonies comes down to oppression. Poor little me. I need to be praising God. Erica told me I was in drama. She never listened to the end of the story. What I'm trying to tell you, I'm a miracle. With all that's happened to me and the artificial parts and everything still works. Half of it at a time. Amen. I can see dimly, and I've got a wall to hang on to. I can feel the Spirit of God. I still know English. I know my Redeemer liveth. 
I understand. I understand. By grace through faith, I was saved. By grace through faith. And I understand. If I hang on to the Lord, the devil can't win. I understand. I am blood bought. Saved marvelous grace of God that I got a better place to go. And probably at the very best, surely, four or five more years is all. I've got to put up with this. I'd give anything, son, if I could sing. Well, you never could, Bill. Why do you think you could now? I could sing a little bit. I could find the sister that could sing. And I thought I was doing good. I used to go shout the house down. Amen, but that's as loud as I can get now. I can still go through. My arms will be sore when I get home because I'm going to exercise. God's been good to me. Hey, I'm not a, I'm not a drama man. I'm reality. Jesus is real. They cut my throat, and Jesus healed it. The blood clot come probably from Corona. And Jesus healed it. My old hip wore out. Jesus had a new part waiting for me down with me. Amen. He still care of me. They told me in the 60s, I'd never work no more, but I worked a little bit every day this week. Yeah, I never paid no taxes, but I worked. Can I tell you, it's yet to be seen what God can do if you're going to hold the throne of God, don't let our iniquities and sin. I'm going to tell you, we need to hover up and cuddle up over him. Uh, glory to God. Pray the power of God down on it. It's oppressing and depressing to get old and get sick. But I can look through that oppression and see the light of Jesus. Amen. And just right back and shout a little bit. I was down at the altar, and that old piece of plywood's rotted. Finally fell apart. But I put a two-by-eight down there. You can come back. <laughs> a two-by-eight ain't rotten. It'll hold us up. Think about what God can do for us. I'm going to hurry. Thirteen in transgression and lying against the Lord and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, words of liars, liars. And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off from truth. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Equity or equal, being equal. The Bible said for us to come as one. And when we become as one, we're equal. I'm glad all of my fingers are equally important to shake hands with you. It takes them all to do a good old Baptist handshake. And he said, yea, truth. Truth faileth. I want us to get these next two verses. Yea, truth faileth, 
and he that departeth from evil. I want you to listen carefully. Boy, God has turned my heart on this. Yea, truth faileth. So a lie is reigning because truth faileth. And he that departed from evil maketh himself a prey. And the nation got so evil that a person that would would uh, get into the truth, a person that would depart from evil, ended up a prey. Ain't that how it is today? When you get saved, every evil spirit, every evil force will come down against you. You can't make a false profession and survive. You've got to have the goods from God because you fall up prey to this wicked world that we live in. That's why some make a profession of faith. Go to the baptizing hole and are baptized, and your next thing you know, they're right back out there. I'm talking about they sit in church 15 years. And the Lord saw it. And it displeased him that there was no judgment. The Lord was displeased. And the second verse is our message. And he saw that there was no man. Saw that there was no man. And he wondered that there was no intercessor. And he wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto them, and his righteousness has sustained him. Let me read this. I got it marked down if I can find it. Hang with me, I'm a good, I'm a coming. 53 and 12. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he hath numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressor. He made intercession for the transgressor. I hope before I sit down today that I can get something across to us. Amen. I want us to read in Ezekiel. Turn over to Ezekiel at 22. I hope I can get across this point that God has, has really got on my mind. Jesus died on the cross and he said he's sitting on the Right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and I. Today, he's doing that. So he is our intercessor. So don't take this and confuse what I'm fixing to say and turn it around and try to make me an idiot. But the world can't see Jesus today. They could see Jesus. The world could see Jesus hanging on the cross. They saw him die. And the world could see after he rose, and they walked with him. 
but they can't see that today. So I'm going to lay the blame where the blame is due. Today, we are the intercessors. We are all that the people sees. If you'll have it this way, I preached this one time in prison, and, and I will never forget it. Boy, it's a long story down in Yakin County till blood, blood come out my mouth and dripped on my Bible. And I preached on the middle man. The middle man, Jesus, hung between two thieves and died. The Bible said in, in Ezekiel, and it says in Isaiah, that he's numbered with the transgressors. So he was in total pain and made fun of. And today, if you're a child of God, you are an intercessor. You're the middle man. At Mount Vernon Church this morning, stand up, young man, will you? They get some exercise, turn around and look at them. Amen. I'm the middleman. I'm the pastor at Mount Vernon Church. These is two born-again children of God. They ain't. They ain't sinners. They ain't notable sinners. They have been. If you're still sitting, straighten up, boy. Don't play around. But between me and you, I'm the middle man. Between you and Christ, he's testifying or preaching to you is the middle man. Can I tell you why Satan has tried to tear down the church? He wants to wipe out the middle man. He wants to tear down the preacher. He wants to stop. He don't want a pastor. He don't want you to have a pastor. He wants you to come together, have a little home prayer meeting, and go home. That's what Satan wants. Somebody needs to step out. Jesus said he broke his heart, that he grieved, that there was no intercessor. He come in, and they were sin on every corner. They were killing the people of God, and the people that departed from evil, became a prey. They became, uh, as a buzzard, would come in and eat them up. The devil would wipe them out. It breaks my heart. My boy got out of prison, sat on the church pew several months, and done great. And then he became a prey. And he stayed too close to those that were doing what he used to like to do. If I was sitting at the 600 today, which I ain't got a man now, but I'd be hollering for my man. I'd stand up when he made a great move. 
today there's no intercessor. There's no respect for the authority of the church. We don't care for making fun or to slip around and sow bad feet. I'm not an old blind man. I'm an old saved man. I see what's going on in our everyday churches. And the reason there's no intercessor, the preachers don't have a backbone to stand up against sin. Fornication is sin. Adultery is sin. Lying is sin. And God said sin. He hid his face from it. So if we're there, God don't hear our prayer. Why don't the devil run when the man of God comes up? He's not afraid of us anymore. If I made a if I made a statement today that made half of you mad, you'd come against me, then I wouldn't have a stand against Satan. Get what I'm saying. Why Jesus he wasn't crucified in Jerusalem, but just outside on the hill of Golgotha. Why did they take him onto the cross? Because this pharisaical crowd didn't want an intercessor. The pharisaical crowd wanted a pilot. Pilate, the leader, said, I wash my hands of this matter because he didn't want to lose favor with the people. You're either saved today or you're lost. And if I don't be an intercessor for my Vernon church, I'll stand with, with blood dripping off of my fingers where I didn't tell you the truth. Can I tell you today, neighbor, the truth will set you free. I'm not perfect. I got problems. I got problems. But neighbor, if you'll show me a day in Jesus' entire life, that he didn't have problems, I'll take this back. But he came to be my intercessor. He came to finish the work and go sit down on the right hand of the Father and make it and sit down. Make intercession. Make intercession. We don't want we don't want no rules or regulations today. Neighbor, when I was growing up, Mama smacked my teeth out when I smarted off to her. Amen. Today they'll have you in court. When they departed from evil, then they become a prey. We, I made a profession in 1968, got saved at home, went to church, told them I got saved. Went on two weeks later to the baptizing hole. Went back to the bricklayers and the laborers that I worked with, that I drank with, called them together on a Wednesday morning, and I said, I got saved. I got saved. Some laughed, some made fun, but I'd like to tell you something. Several of them are dead today. You don't make fun of the work of God. Hmm. 
I got a whole lot of messages to preach. I ain't going to get all this done. We've turned to Ezekiel 22. Ezekiel 22. Let me read it quick. 29 and 30. And the people of the land have used oppression. Come on, church. We've used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy and yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And the Lord said in the 30th verse, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap, a middle man. I just preached out of Esther there and Nehemiah where they made up the gaps, built the walls, and each man come in. And they were so far apart that they had to blow the trumpet when the enemy come in. They'd blow the trumpet so the man down the road would know the enemy come. But they built and filled in the hedges. And the Lord saw for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the Lord that I should not destroy it. But I found none. I found none. We find without a doubt when they went down in the Babylon, amen, we find, uh, glory to God, that, that he couldn't find nobody to stand in the gap, and they destroyed it. And he gave Nebuchadnezzar power, and Nebuchadnezzar took over and took them right down, amen, into bondage, broke, broke them down. Let me read Jeremiah 7. Let me find Jeremiah. Jeremiah 7. You don't have to turn there. I'll read it quick. I'll preach this some other time. Come back. Seven and one man. Sixteenth verse. And it gives a group of people in Jeremiah 7, and he said, Therefore pray not thou for this people, neither lift up a cry nor prayer for them, neither make their intercession to me, for I will not hear thee. That's the word of God, and that's when they had sinned to a point that God told Jeremiah, he said, I've given Nebuchadnezzar power to come in and take over Jerusalem and take them to Babylon. There ain't no use to pray. What I'm telling you today, there comes a time when there ain't no use to pray. When we have sinned to a point that God said, I won't hear your prayer. And that's what he told Jeremiah. I know we have trouble believing that, but it's the word of God. 
Hebrews 7 and 25. Larry, you like, you like Hebrews, don't you? I'm going to hurry. I'm about done, church. I just like a few. 7 and 25. Wherefore he is also able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. We've got to come through Jesus, seeing he ever liveth, he ever liveth to make intercession for them. So the Lord died forever to make intercession that we might be saved. Over in Romans, Romans 8. Romans 8, 3 and 4. Romans 8, 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh the intercession for us? That's the ones that I just have quoted. First Timothy 2 and 1. Let me get this. This is very important. This is part of the message I preached the other Wednesday night that I never could shake. First Timothy. I know this is getting long and boring, but I'm just almost done. Don't like but just a little. While you're looking, First Timothy in the second chapter, Jesus, I had one of our young preachers said it was harder to preach in Mount Vernon seemingly than anywhere else. I told them they ought to have been here 49 years and see what it's like. But Jesus said in Mark 6 and 6, he came to his own, his own, Received him not. As many as received him gave him power to become the sons of God. Jesus said in Mark 6 and 6 that he did not many mighty works because of their own unbelief. And he said, A prophet is without honor except in his own country, in his own house. But God called me in my own country. So God's Grace is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient. I'm going into second chapter of First Timothy and read one verse, and I promise you, I'll close my Bible. But I want to get this across. I exhort, therefore, and y'all remember me preaching this, that first of all. Supplication, that's be humble. That's just all you make out of it. And then prayers, if we have revival, it'll take prayers. And he said, intercession, intercession and giving of thanks be made for all men. So intercession is to pray or, or to intercede or a peacemaker 
And as I close, what I've tried to get across, that's so important that a sinner can't pray through to God except for repentance. And Larry being the intercessor, the sinner looks at Larry's life, not one day, but every day since he professed Christ and how he acts in church. If he's in church, how he acts on the job, at the ball game, or wherever he's at. You won't catch me at a ball game in the rain. I can promise you that. It ain't no fun, Bill. I've been there. Yeah, I have too. I have been. But what I'm saying, this is our intercession. And if I don't know Christ, I'm watching Larry's life. Larry's grown enough till I can pick on Larry. And I'm going to ask you, you got a sinner friend, one of us. Are you being an intercessor? between him and the Word of God, the house of God. Are you down in the future? Or say, I don't like the color of the walls, or why did they do this? I don't like the way they do the church up there. Are we being an intercessor for Christ or for the devil? Think about what? I'm trying to get across. Man, God is in my heart. I preached it two or three weeks ago on Wednesday night, and it would not go away. And it may still not go away, and I may preach it next week. They'll tell you what you do. It's just between you and God. It ain't. Everybody's watching you. Yeah. Bless him, Lord. You'll stand before God at the end time. I thought 55 years I stood before a church. What a failure I've been. I'm begging God when I go to the altars. Now, God help me. Help me to be a light, not a stumbling block. I've read, and it's another message, but I've read plainly, where while men slept, the evil one came in and sowed bad seed. And the tires come up. So these bad seed sowers in every church, in every place, everywhere we go. And we listen to the oppressor. I'm not going back to church there because God started using us. The oppressor will put something in your eyesight to stop you from coming. I'm telling us the truth, church. I've been church 55 years. I stood in front of church 
55 years. I know some of the tricks of Satan. Satan is shouting out there, and we, the church, are quiet. Because our sins has hid the face of God from us. Shannon, get us strong. If you will, come on, girl. 